Debs here, and welcome to another episode of Movies with Debs. Today is actually a special episode because it's going to be the first time that I'll be interviewing a guest. Since May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, I thought it'd be cool to interview an Asian American who is looking to break into the film industry. So ladies and gentlemen, please meet Tiger Tam, who is an aspiring stuntwoman and actress. So super excited to talk with you, Tiger. Welcome to Movies with Debs. Super excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you reached out and I'm so excited to talk to you and congratulations on I don't know. I feel honored to be the first guest on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you on the show. And for those of you who don't know, Tiger is actually based in Hawaii. So how are things in Hawaii right now? I mean, I don't want to brag, but they're pretty good Good right now. Um, good weather. I've just been enjoying spending time, quality time at home, which I haven't got to do in a long time since I moved out to LA. So kind of hitting the reset button connecting back with all the things that I love about living on islands. So it's great right now. And I hope to all the listeners that you're having a good time wherever you are and staying safe. So Tiger, you're an aspiring stunt woman and actress with a focus on martial arts. So I'm curious, what got you into martial arts? I'm so glad you asked. I love talking about this right now, especially because of the influx of female stunt women and just more attention being drawn to martial arts and to Asian Americans in film. So I started martial arts when I was four and my inspiration was seeing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in theaters. And I fell in love with the cinematography and just the whole concept of a princess who was, you know, a princess during the day, very soft feminine. And then at night turned into like a warrior. And I think that idea just captivated me. I was, begging my parents basically to enroll me in whatever whatever was closest to this and my parents knew nothing you know in terms of martial arts and the different styles and that was probably one of the first kung fu movies my mom had ever seen but she did the research found out it was kung fu and then from there it just became like shopping around for a kung fu school that would take me when I was four years old and I got rejected from so many different schools in Honolulu and why was that just because my age, I mean, I was so young and they all said, you know, put her in ballet, put her in dance, like kids, kids need something to get their energy out. And Kung Fu is not that, it's not the place for them to just like run around. This is serious. And this is something that we practice and bring her back when she's six or seven and we'll be happy to accept her. And so it was a struggle for a while. I think it took almost a good year for my mom to find a school that would accept me. Um, but eventually I went down to Al's Shaolin Arts in Chinatown, in Honolulu, Chinatown. And it was sort of like a similar story, like, oh, are you sure, like, you, are you sure you want to enroll her in this? And she was like, I don't want to. She wants to. I trust <laughs> me. I really don't want to enroll her in this at all, you know. At the time I was in ballet as well, but it was okay. I, I, I liked it enough, but I wasn't really passionate about it. So what were your Kung Fu classes like? You mentioned how they had hesitations about bringing in a four-year-old and allowing you to train with them. So I'm curious, what were the classes like? So Kung Fu is a 
fighting style and it's physical combat. But a lot of what you learn, especially in the beginning, is forms and basics. It's years and years of basics. So just punching drills, striking drills, pre-choreographed sets or forms um, that use the different styles. For me, my Kung Fu school, we do Hungar and Choi Le Fat Kung Fu. And those are two opposites. Hungar is close in fighting, small movements, and Choi Le Fat is long arms. Um, so they're they're kind of opposites. Initially, before you even start fighting, it's just learning the stances and the movements and mastering that. And then there's pre-choreographed sparring sets that you do with a partner. And there's a lot of breathing techniques, things like that too. But it's a lot of basics before you actually start fighting. The idea is to reinforce the muscle memory and to understand not only what is the move you're doing, but why you're doing it and a lot of even history behind it. So I think a lot of the reason that the Kung Fu schools didn't want to accept me so young was because it's not, it's not like running around the floor, kicking, kicking back and forth, running in circles, punching bags as much. It's a lot of just basics. So what did you find most enjoyable or challenging in these classes? Like, did they confirm your love for Kung Fu? Or was there a point where you realized that this wasn't what you expected and maybe not something you thought you would be as passionate about? Um, no, I don't think I ever really had that concern or that questioning of like, is this actually what I want to do, at least when I was younger. And I think part of the reason was because I I was going through these basics and I was at a certain level, but at the same time, I would see these older, more experienced uh, members of the school just doing really incredible forms. Um, just the, seeing that skill level is something that I aspire to. And so I think having that like higher up motivation kept me engaged and kept me wanting to learn more. And it was that knowledge that I could one day get to that point. And I think that's what's really cool about it is too, is because I found my family in Kung Fu and I found a group of people who would mentor me and who would, um, who generally cared about my well-being, you know, in and outside of Kung Fu. Having that external motivation and that influence, I think, kept me going. And so you studied Kung Fu for how many years? Was it you started at four and then never stopped? Pretty much, yeah. I don't, I don't think there was ever a period of time where I stopped, um, I was almost five when I started, and then I went away to school when I was 18, so that's 13 years. Wow. Um, yeah, consistently. I did, you know, there were periods of time in high school where I was taking up all these other activities, applying to colleges, so I definitely did get busy, but even then, I think I was at least trying to make classes twice a week, and then when I went, went away to school, I wasn't active anymore in that Kung Fu school, but I would still train when I was back in Hawaii. So obviously you spent a lot of time practicing Kung Fu, honing your skills in that area. But at the same time, you are also developing a love for film, which is why you decided to combine the two passions and to go into stunting and acting. So I'm curious, what drew you to movies? Since the beginning, when I first saw that movie in theaters, 
I had this idea, this preconceived idea in my head of this is what I want to do. I want to be a Kung Fu actress. And obviously for most of my youth, I didn't really know what that entailed, but it was always in the back of my mind. And I think having the influence, I watched a lot of movies growing up with my parents. My parents are both movie buffs. So watching movies as a kid, both typical Hollywood movies and Chinese martial arts movies, Hong Kong movies, um, seeing those sorts of movies as a kid and then paired up with this passion I had for martial arts, it just ended up working together. And I think when I got to college, that was my first taste of what would it actually mean to be an actress? And I think at any point, if I had found I didn't like where this was going or I didn't like the work involved, I probably would have redirected. But so far, the more I learn, the more I want to learn. The things I've been doing just have been reinforcing that initial pipe dream, you could call it, of wanting to be a movie star. And why specifically acting? Why not like open up your own kung fu school? Why specifically do you want to be an actress? Um, I think just the love of performance in general, being a martial artist and then doing dance and I was always performing. And when I was on stage, I felt my best and I felt excited and thrilled and alive. And so I think I've always been drawn to performance specifically. So whether that be dance, I did a lot of dance performances when I was younger, Kung Fu competitions, musical theater. So all these things I took up because of my prior interests and the things that I found made me really happy. So I did musical theater throughout middle school I sucked at singing, so I was like, going anywhere. (laughs) I took voice lessons for a little bit. And at the time, all of the plays being put on in Hawaii were all musicals. And I was like, I'm over this. I can't sing. But I love performing, and I love dancing, and I love um, acting. Just the interest. I think it's like an innate interest I have in performance. It seems like then you originally had this interest in kung fu and then evolved into you want to combine that with performance and acting and so was that the reason why you went to UCLA and decided to pursue a minor in film yeah that was that was a really big reason I didn't really know what I was doing when I was applying to schools all I knew was UCLA LA like let's go there (laughs) that was a big major reason behind why I chose to go to UCLA. Um, And sorry, what was the second part of that question? Oh, no, I was just asking if that was the reason why you moved to LA. But I'm also curious then, once you got there, was it what you expected? I mean, it was a lot more challenging than I expected. I think um, everyone says this, but I, I do wish I had started earlier. Like I wish I had started acting outside of school in while I was in Hawaii and talking to more people and getting into that and I think that's something that a lot of aspiring actors or people in entertainment in general say is that I wish I had started earlier and so I think when I was in Hawaii I had this idealized idea of how actors became actors I was like oh they they're like discovered in like the grocery store by an agent who thinks they're really cool and then invited to be on some big haul. I don't know. I just had this kind of like idealized vision of it. And then 
I was going to UCLA and I was like, well, I guess I have to make some moves myself and I have to get actually like dig deep and get into the nitty gritty of like what it means to be an actress and what this actually entails. Um, and I'm still learning a lot. Like I still have a lot to learn. It seems like you're thinking a lot about being an actress, but I also know that you're really interested in stunting. So I'm curious which dream came first? Was it more like I want to be a kung fu actress or was it I want to start out in stunts and then potentially become an actress? The dream, I think, the ultimate dream would to would be to be a kung fu actress and do my own stunts. Like that would be the dream. And acting definitely came first. Like that was, they were intertwined, but in the sense that I didn't really consider stunting as a career option. I just saw it as like, I want to be an actress who gets parts as a Kung Fu lead. So that was the idea. And then I found out, well, a lot of actors have stunt doubles and it, my knowledge of that grew when I got to LA and I learned about the stunt industry and that whole community. And the thing that keeps drawing me back to that is just my love for fitness and physical activity and like pushing the physical limitations of my body. And so that physicality and that physical side of it is what really interests me about stunts. So what is stunting like and how is it different from, you know, just practicing martial arts? So I quickly found out that although a lot of stunt actors and actresses do have a foundation in some sort of martial arts, it's very different in that it's for the camera. Every action, every move is for the camera and is not designed to do harm. So that's the big difference with Kung Fu and with martial arts and that skill, it's all about, you know, doing harm. But for the movies, it's all about looking like you're doing harm, but not actually doing harm. So that's where the job of the stunt coordinator is so important because it has to look really deadly, but not actually be doing any damage. And a lot of that is involved in the way it's cut and edited and the angles. And so I think to be a stunt woman, you do have to have a lot of knowledge about camera angles and the production side of it, which is also really cool because that's very interdisciplinary. So are you most interested in the martial arts stunts then? Because I know stunts also include like driving cars and all of these other ones. So I'm curious, what does this space look like? And would you see yourself expanding into those other areas? So my main focus right now is martial arts. And I think that the foundation of stunts is in the basics. So it's in the choreography, the falls, the reactions, because most of these basic fight scenes do take place in pedestrian situations. But in terms of specialized training, like I can totally see myself learning those types of things. So some people say to specialize in one thing, and then some people say do a more generalist approach where you can do a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. But I think the main consensus is like, get good at one thing, have one thing be your priority and your focus, but learn as many other skills as you can. There's so many like niche skills that can help you get jobs like horseback riding, scuba diving, um, archery, riflery. There's, there's really endless possibilities there. So what does stunt training look like? So surrounding LA, there are a few stunt gyms and there are stunt 
gyms that host stunt classes. So, so far, the majority of the training I've been doing is just training and working out at these gyms. So they'll have an open gym hour each day where anyone, you know, you pay your dues and anyone can come and train, work out, do whatever they want to do in a safe area where there's padded floors, you know, mats, um, equipment, things like that to keep you safe, trampolines. So who are the people that stunt? Like, what are the demographics? Is it usually male dominated? Do you see a lot of Asians in martial arts, for example? It is extremely male dominated. So I think that it's important that females aren't afraid to get involved. And in terms of the demographics, I mean, I'd say all types because whether or not it's a martial arts movie, you still need stunt doubles. So to you take any action movie, any like Hollywood action movie, whoever is starring in that has the stunt double who's falling off the bridge for them or falling down the flight of stairs for them. So I'd say the demographics vary. Um, when booking stunt doubles, people, you, you have to pay attention to who's the same height, weight, stature, size as the actor. But I think now, there's a lot less limitations because there's so much more things out there that are being created. And especially like if I say I'm a five, three Asian American woman now and more so than ever, there's content out there that are representing, you know, people like me. Have you started taking on certain projects as a stunt or incorporating the martial arts background that you have? Yeah. So with some of my friends um, in the stunt community, I worked on a 60 second action challenge that was submitted to a contest. So in 60 seconds, you have to create a story behind the action is the idea. Recently, just over this quarantine, there's been this FaceTime challenge. It's like a quarantine fight challenge where you know you punch someone through the screen and then they react and then they counter and it just goes down the line and so I've done one of those projects as well and I'd love to get involved in in more I feel like I have so much to learn but I'm also very willing to be coached so I think that's going to be one of my big goals is to get into more of those action productions is there a particular type of action film that you would like to be in that would be like your ultimate dream yeah, I'd say like any Kung Fu movie, like any, I love Zhang Yimo. So he's done House of Flying Daggers, Hero, Raise the Red Lantern. His style of um, directing in terms of like the fight scenes. I love that style of like traditional Kung Fu, but then combined with wire work and running on trees, all that stuff I think is really cool. So I think something like that would be my ideal. So yeah, we've talked quite a bit about stunting and I want to shift gears a bit and talk a bit about acting because that's something you're interested in as well. And that's a bit different than stunting because that would be you visibly in front of the camera instead of being someone's double. So I'm curious in terms of your acting experience, you mentioned that you were in musicals for a while and then you went to college and you were part of a comedy group there, right? Yes, yeah, so... My senior year at UCLA, I joined LCC Theater Company. Doing that kind of was my first taste at comedy, improv and sketches and 
the cool thing about LCC is that it's all student written and so everything is original. Members of the company write everything we perform and then our members perform in it as well. So that was an awesome experience and that was like my first taste, like I said, of comedy and so got me interested in doing more improv and stand-up and things like that. Just for people who aren't familiar, this is essentially the largest Asian-American theater group in the country and it has a lot of famous alumni like Randall Park from Community, Ali Wong, so all of these really well-known Asian-American comedians. So what were some of your most memorable roles then? So my favorite role that I did was this play Gone Wrong is the idea behind it. So it's based off of a English theater company that does something called Mischief Theater. And if you haven't checked that out, I'd highly suggest it. It's called Mischief Theater. And it's basically intentional problems like meta you know, breaking the fourth wall type problems in all of the plays that they do. So I played the character of Queen Imelda, who was trying to get my daughter in the play to remember her lines. It's a play within a play. So I was playing a high schooler in a play who was trying to play this Queen Imelda. And we're all supposed to be really amateur. And it's just super funny comedy. Like it takes a minute, I think, for the audience to realize if they've never heard of it, that like, oh, all these mistakes are intentional. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was probably the most fun role I ever played. <laughs> so you as an Asian American wanting to get into film to be an actress, what would be the kind of stories that you would want to tell or the ones that you would want to participate in? Yeah, I think the idea of the strong, powerful woman, and that's being done more and more, but I'd really like to see that from an Asian perspective. And I just think like more Asian American leads and Asian Americans in a leading role that don't even necessarily relate to being Asian. Like, I don't think the story has to be quote unquote Asian in order to merit an Asian American as, as a lead. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the movie Searching. I don't know if you've seen Searching before, but it's with John Cho and he plays a Korean American father who's looking for his missing daughter. And that's not an Asian story like that could happen to everyone. But what was most remarkable about it was that this character that could be played by anyone was actually headlined by an Asian actor. So is that the kind of that's the kind of movie you would hope to see more of in the future? Oh, definitely. I'll have to add that to my list. I haven't seen that. Um, But yeah, things that like I I would love to get to a point where there can be an Asian American lead and we don't even have to talk about it. And that seems like kind of counterintuitive because obviously everyone wants to celebrate seeing an Asian American succeed and, and garner a lead role. And that should be celebrated. But at the same time, I'd love to have it be so normalized that it's just integrated into that Hollywood space and modern day movies. So what are some of the things that you're working on right now? I know that COVID has probably impacted some of your plans, but would love to hear what you've been working on. Recently, I've actually been doing a lot of reading and writing. That's one thing that I hadn't had much time to do before all this. So trying to 
read more the like screenplays in terms of film and theater and start to write a little. And that's always something I've been scared to do is like get my hands dirty and try write something. But I'm trying to challenge myself to write a couple short sketches a week, even if I think they're total trash, just to kind of get the wheels turning. I've heard more and more, like I've heard from so many people that the best way to improve as an actress is to write your own stuff and to cast it. And so my goal one day is to, like within the next few months is to write something that I think is worthy of putting into production and possibly casting it and hosting a mini audition. So if people want to contact you for a project, where can they find you? Yeah, um, so I have a website. It's www.tigermltam.com. So Tiger Tam and then my middle name is Mailing. So my middle initials, so Tiger ML Tam. And then also feel free to email me, tigermltam at gmail.com. Um, but on my website, you can find a little bio, photos, extra videos, links to my reel and stuff like that. And then I also forgot to mention, but I also did work on instructional tapes, like instructional DVDs for martial arts. So I talk, I do a short weapon, long weapon, and open hand form. So sword, a spear, and then an open hand form. And I did that in collaboration with Masters Magazine. That's also on my website. And I've linked my eBay where you can buy those tapes if you're interested in learning a set and learning some Kung Fu techniques. <laughs> yeah, well, is there anything else that you wanted to share that you wanted to say in this episode? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the last thing I wanted to mention was just that I feel lucky that right now is a good time to be Asian American. And I think that's something that um, has given me more motivation and more hope in terms of what I am pursuing, that I'm coming into this moment at a good time. And I really hope that stunt acting does get more recognition and the stunt actors involved, like, get their names out there just in terms of in terms of the public knowing what's going on because <laughs> I think that action movies are such a huge business and to me it's a shame that there's not you know as many ways for stunt actors to get recognition you know it's not a category in awards shows or anything like that so I hope that people start learning more about stunt professionals and people who already know, you know, spread the word. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for your time. It's great to have you on the show. And thank you so much for being my first guest. <laughs> Deborah, I'm excited to tune in. Yeah. And I can't wait to see all the things you'll be accomplishing in Hollywood. Maybe one day we'll see you as not only a stunt woman, but also an actress in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the support. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Tiger Tam, an aspiring stunt woman and actress. If you'd like to learn more about her, if you'd like to connect with her for a project, you can find all of her information in the description for this episode. And if you want more movie content, you can follow me on Instagram at Debs underscore speaking. And you can also hit follow or subscribe to this podcast to be notified of future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.